Hey, welcome back. So today I'm going to be reviewing a few movies, um, and then I'm also going to do a bonus spoiler review for Spider-Man Far From Home, and a spoiler review for Avengers Endgame, which has been out for a while. Okay, so uh, the first movie I'm going to be talking about here is called Crawl. Uh, this movie, I can't remember the director's name, but it's basically about a girl who's on the swimming team, uh, and there's a hurricane, and she has to get home to her dad because he's not answering his phone, and then they get trapped in the basement, and there's alligators, and that's the movie. It's really fun, campy, cheesy, horror, and it's scary, but also fun. Uh, it's short, it's like an hour and a half or less, uh, and it's produced by Sam Raimi, who directed the Evil Dead movies and all the Spider-Man films with Tobey Maguire. Uh, and you can feel his imprint on this movie. You can really feel the Sam Raimi cheesiness. Like, it's very cheesy, very ridiculous, but I love that aspect. And what I really loved about this movie is, uh, the horror, but also the comedy and the absurdness of this. Uh, like, it, but, but the horror is amazing. This movie is horrifying. And if you don't like alligators, you're not going to enjoy watching this movie. You're going to hate watching this movie. Um, but I really enjoyed it. The main actress is very good. I want I want to see... I'll see whatever she's in. And the dad was really good. Uh, but it's a really tiny cast. Uh, it's a really small cast. Uh, I really enjoyed Crawl. If you want a good horror movie, I highly recommend it. Because it's, it's very, very good. I mean, it's a very... It's a very good movie. Uh, uh, okay. So, um... The next movie is called Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Uh, this is the ninth film, but technically tenth film from Quentin Tarantino. I think it might be eleventh because it was a movie he co-directed. But he says it's his ninth film. Um, so this is Quentin Tarantino's ninth film, directed, written by him. Which, when he writes and directs, is much better than when he doesn't write. Because I don't like Jackie Brown. He didn't write it. And you can feel that, and it's very glaringly obvious. Um, this film might be my favorite of his. It's between this and Pulp Fiction. Um, uh, uh, actually, there's no Samuel Jackson in this, so you're missing that. But this movie is really great. Uh, it's almost three hours, um, but it doesn't feel like it. This movie feels like an hour and a half, or two hours. It does not feel like two hours and 45 minutes, or however long it is. Uh, this movie is about... The true story is based on a true story, but it's highly fictionalized. And the thing is, it's not trying to be true, the true story, only to like, okay, so basically this movie is telling the true story of when Sharon Tate was murdered in 1969. And the whole movie's leading up to that, like, that's the big climax of the movie. Um, and... The thing is, this movie is not supposed to be accurate. Um, it's really not supposed to be accurate, and people are upset. But they don't understand. It's not trying to be accurate. It's not necessarily... I don't think it's trying to be respectful and honor the actual thing that happened. So, yeah. Um, but I, re I really enjoyed it. Uh, Leonardo DiCaprio, Brad Pitt, Margot Robbie, Luke Perry, who recently passed away, rest in peace, um... Uh, let me think, Kurt Russell, um, Margaret Qualley, and, uh, the girl, I can't remember her name, but the actress from Euphoria, 
who plays Maddie, isn't it? Uh, Uma Thurman's daughter. Um, what's her name? I can't remember her name. She was in Stranger Things. She's in this. So it's a big, it's it's a it's a big nice cast. Uh, yeah. So this movie is a fictionalized version of that about the murder of Sharon Tate. Um, and it, it's it's great. I really loved it. Um, it's a very slow movie. Almost nothing happens in the movie, but I love that. I, you know, people are saying there's not enough plot in the movie, but I didn't mind that. Um, I, the whole movie, I forgot that we were literally just watching characters walk around and, like, do stuff. Like, there's not really anything happening. But I loved it. It was just wonderful seeing these actors playing these fictional actors. Like, so Sharon Tate is a real person. It's based on a true story. Rowan Polanski real person, true story, uh, Bruce Lee, but then Leonardo DiCaprio and Brad Pitt are fictionalized, they're not real people, but I kind of like, I, I like this kind of thing, seeing fictionalized characters that don't exist, I actually like that, um, I, I really enjoyed this movie, I really enjoyed that, uh, and there's, yeah, it, it's a very good movie, I highly recommend it, um, I don't know if it's the best movie of the year, uh, I don't think I don't think it's as good as say Rocket Man or The Farewell, but it's very very good. I really I really really enjoyed it. Uh, so yeah, uh, I really enjoyed uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. So uh, the next movie I'm gonna be reviewing is called um, Hang on, let's see. Oh, okay. So tonight I saw It, Chapter One that came out two years ago, uh, they re-released it, I didn't really like it, uh, originally, and now I saw it again to give it another shot, it's good, but I still don't think it's, it's that, like, it's barely good, it's between, there's okay and good, and it's barely good, I don't know, just some of the jokes don't work for me, um, and the 80s nostalgia, I don't think is as well done as something like, say, Stranger Things. It's not as tastefully done here, in my opinion, and I didn't like that. But all the kids are great. The performances are great. Uh, Bill Skarsgård is fantastic as Pennywise, but he just... They don't use him enough. There's just a lot of CGI monsters that I didn't like. But I, it's a good movie, but I think the sequel is going to be miles better with the adults. Uh, after the movie, they played a scene from the new one, and it's... Oh, my God. It's amazing. It's just... I think it's going to be amazing. Uh, so yeah, I enjoyed IT Chapter 1, but I didn't love it like I thought I was going to from the trailer. Uh, but it's a good movie. If you haven't seen it, I recommend it. you got to see it before you see the new one. Um, God, you, yeah, you have to see this before you see the new one. Yeah, it's really good. I highly recommend it. Uh, yeah, I recommend IT. Um, so now I'm going to do spoiler reviews. For Spider-Man Far From Home and Avengers Endgame. So first, well, let's talk about Avengers first. Uh, so Avengers Endgame is directed by Joe and Anthony Russo Brothers, and it's a three-hour and two-minute film that's a sequel to Avengers Infinity War, and this movie stars Robert Downey Jr., uh, Chris Evans, uh, Scarlett Johansson, Mark Ruffalo, Jeremy Renner, uh, Paul Rudd, Tom Holland, Anthony Mackie, 
uh, Chadwick Boseman, um, let me think, who else? Oh, um, uh, what's his name? William Hurt. It's a big cast. There's a lot, oh, Josh Brolin. How could I forget of? It's a big cast. Uh, huge cast. Uh, one of the biggest movies of all time, if not the biggest. Um, this movie is amazing. Uh, it's not perfect. It's almost perfect. Uh, there's tiny, teeny little problems for me. It's just like one or two. But it's amazing. Um, let me start with the plot. So this movie, um, picks up, uh, like, right a week after the last one ended in Infinity War, after... Oh, this is spoilers, just so you know. Okay. So after everyone died, after Thanos did the snap, um, this movie takes place a week later, and they're tracking him, and, uh, they see he's using the stones again, and, uh, yeah, so we're getting right into spoilers, so, yeah, obviously. So, they're basically, they see he's using the stones again, and they go to him, and, uh... Thor kills him. He chops his head off. And he literally chops his head off and, and and he's like, What? I went for the head. Uh and that was hilarious. I thought Thanos' death was similar to Snoke's death in Star Wars The Last Jedi. Or it's hilarious. Obviously it's emotional and serious, but it's also hilarious. Chops his head off. Um and yeah, the first uh the beginning of the movie, um Thor kills Thanos and then walks away and that's and then the intro and uh in the intro it's uh and then you see the words five years later so this movie is five years later which I really thought was very interesting and shocking uh so we pick up five years later and Ant-Man wakes up he's in the quantum realm and he wakes up uh and I think it's a rat that knocks over the the thing, and he gets out, and then he sees Ken Jeong from The Hangover, who's a security guard, uh, and he goes back, and he goes to Avengers headquarters, and ends up telling uh, Captain America and uh, Black Widow what happened, and basically this movie is a heist movie. This movie should have been called Avengers Time Heist, but unfortunately it wasn't. Endgame is not a very good title. In fact, it's kind of horrible, uh, and they should have called it Avengers Time Heist. Uh, saying this time travel movie is really not a spoiler at all. Okay, saying, saying that, but saying that there's a five-year time skip, I consider a spoiler, but saying that there's, they time travel, that's not a spoiler. That, that's, the, that's the darn plot. That's not a spoiler in any way, shape, or form. Uh, but yeah, so the plot is they want to time travel, because they because Thanos destroyed all the stones. So they need to go back in time and take the stones out of where they are in time and create their own Infinity Gauntlet and snap so they undo the snap. And that's the plot. Um, so, um, let's talk about what I liked about this movie. What I liked is all the performances. Chris Hemsworth is amazing. Robert Downey Jr. is incredible. Chris Evans is incredible. Paul Rudd is incredible. Scarlett Johansson is incredible. But Jeremy Renner is really amazing. If you haven't seen it, his best movie he's been in probably ever is called Wind River, and it's amazing. And Ant-Man is in it, and Scarlet Witch. So, yeah, it's, it's freaking, it's damn incredible, man. Yeah, so highly recommend it. Um, so, yeah, every performance, Josh Bowen is great. He's not the main character here, though, like he was in Infinity War. He's a supporting character. Um... 
everything about this movie is great. I mean, all the performances, uh, the action, the action, there's some really good action scenes in this movie. Uh, I also love Bradley Cooper's voice, uh, voice acting for Rocket Raccoon. I thought that was incredible. Um, but yeah, one of the best things about this movie is the music. Alan Silvestri's music is incredible. Um, the song that plays when Iron Man dies at the end, uh, it's called The Real Hero, is amazing, and I love how they played a little of it at the beginning, teasing his death. Um, but let's talk about, like, real hardcore spoilers. So, Iron Man's death, uh, it's, it's really, it's really, it's really perfect. It's really the perfect way for him to die. I never even thought about it, but, I, but I never predicted it, but it's perfect, man. It's amazing. I loved his, the way he died. Um, but, you know, he had to die. Someone like Iron Man had to die. Can't kill Thor. There's still so much more for him to do. Uh, you could kill him in maybe one of the next one or two Avengers movies, maybe. But, yeah. Um, not sure. I, I think Iron Man had to die. It's interesting. The Russo brothers said they originally wanted to kill Iron Man in Civil War. That would have been crazy. Oh, my God. But, yeah. Love the way he died. I love the way, um... Captain America, he sort of dies, so he goes back in time to be with Peggy, and then they have kids, and apparently the kids that you saw in Winter Soldier, on uh, the picture, and you didn't show the husband, the husband is him. So basically, Steve Rogers went in time and changed the past, and they're probably going to explore in one of the TV shows how he messed up the timeline, because <laughs> he messed up the past, so yeah, Captain America's a, an idiot, she's a damn idiot, uh, but yeah, I really liked the movie, yeah, Black Widow's death was very well done. I really enjoyed Avengers Endgame. Uh, I, I thought it was great. Um, it's better than Infinity War, but not as good as something like Black Panther or, um, or what is the other one, or Guardians of the Galaxy, but it's very, very great. Um, okay, uh, now we're going to talk uh, spoilers for... Uh, Spider-Man Far From Home. Uh, so yeah, in my initial review, I couldn't talk about... I said that I had a problem with the villains, the elementals, and I liked the villain that came in later, but I couldn't really suppose... Well, okay, I was lying. I have no problem with the elementals after watching the entire movie, because they're not really the villain. Spoilers. If you don't want spoilers, cut out now. Okay. Mysterio's the villain. Quentin Beck was faking it the whole time. He's a, he's a visual effects artist that worked for Tony Stark with the guy who worked for Tony Stark in the original Iron Man who's yelled at by Jeff Bridges. Tony Stark made this in a cave. The guy who's talking to working with Mysterio and uh, a bunch of disgruntled employees. Mysterio's a real villain and he's amazing. And Jake Gyllenhaal deserves an Oscar nomination for this film for Best Actor in a Supporting Role. It's amazing. Uh, he's the best part of the movie. I was, up until, you know, they pulled a twist, I was like, really? He's really just going to be a hero and teaming up with Spider-Man? Come on. Come on. If the Elementals were the villains, this is crap. They are not good villains. They're just CGI monsters. And now, when you see that he's the villain, it's amazing. He is amazing. Overall, the movie is just good. I don't, like, I don't love it, 
but I love him. I love the villain. He, he he's amazing. Um, also, the music here by Michael Giacchino is amazing. Uh, the theme for Mysterio, I love. It starts out like a heroic theme, and then it gets dark and intense and scary. Uh, yeah, uh, he's amazing. Uh, my favorite scene in the whole entire film is where uh, Spider-Man comes back to like the the building wherever Nick Fury and Maria Hill are in, and he's telling them, Mysterio's faking it and everything, and then, uh, and then he's like, Mysterio, he's here right now, and then you see it's all an illusion, and you're like, oh no, and then he kills, uh, Maria Hill and Nick Fury, he kills Samuel Jackson, um, and, and then he's basically putting Spider-Man in this illusion, and then when he gets out of the illusion, uh, he's about to kill Spider-Man, and then he gets shot by Samuel Jackson, so he didn't actually die, and like, oh, he didn't actually kill him, what? And then he's like, uh, he's like, uh, who else did you tell, Peter? And then he tells them, I told MJ and Ned, uh, and then he says, oh, gullible little child, and then it's actually Mysterio, and he didn't actually kill Sam Jackson, um, and then he gets hit by the train. Just everything with Mysterio in this movie is amazing. Uh, I also really liked Samuel Jackson's performance. He's doing something different here. Um, because he's a more uh, loose version of Nick Fury. We've never really gotten to see him like this. And he's having a lot of fun. Um, and then when you see the after credit scene, it even it's even more interesting, his performance. You look at it differently. But I really like we got to have a lot of fun here. He kind of did that in Captain Marvel, but that didn't really work for me. Uh, but speaking of Captain Marvel, yeah, the after credits scene. So, yeah, I'm really excited to see Samuel Jackson in Captain Marvel 2. And then with Talos, and it's like, I hope they have some jokes about how he was transformed in him. So, yeah, we like Samuel Jackson. But now, yeah, we got to talk about that. So, there's an after credit scene that reveals Samuel Jackson and Maria Hill are actually scrolls from Captain Marvel. I love this. I, I really love this. Especially performance-wise, because, like, he's playing a different character. And to me, that's fascinating. Um, I just love... I, I loved that twist. I did not see that coming. Because, um, uh... Someone predicted, they said, what if they pull, in Avengers, what if they pull, uh... uh Nick Fury was actually a scroll this entire time. And they did that. His theory came true, but it also wasn't true. Uh, because he predicted the entire MCU, but it was actually just this movie. But still, it's really interesting. Uh, so, yeah, I love um, love Sam Jackson. And uh, Kobe Smulders is very good. She doesn't have really as much to do here, unfortunately. Um, but, yeah, loved him. Uh, but I also really loved Tom Holland, man. we got to talk about Tom Holland. He's really good in this movie. He's really, really, really good. Uh, he's, he's incredible, man. He's just so good. I, I, he's great as Spider-Man. He really is. He's not my favorite. My favorite is Nicolas Cage, and then it'd probably go Tom Holland. Uh, but yeah, really enjoyed his performance. And I really, I thought Zendaya and the kid who plays Ned were really good. I thought they were really good. Uh, man... The, the funniest thing in this movie is Ned being in a relationship with Betty. That's hilarious. And great representation for fat people. That's hilarious. That joke never got old for me. Every time. 
She was like, okay, babe. Okay, babe. I was dying laughing. Uh, it was amazing. Uh, yeah, I really, I really like this movie. Um, the after, the first after credit scene was amazing with J.K. Simmons, and I can't wait to see what they're going to do there. So, yeah, really enjoyed Spider-Man Far From Home. Uh, go and see it. But you cannot, I do not recommend seeing this movie if you have not seen every Marvel movie. So, yeah, thanks for listening. Uh, bye, see some movies.